there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I'm your host, Paul Caputo, sportslogos.net, minor league baseball correspondent, broadcasting live, as always, from the Helmet Sunday Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Today, we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite logos, the Corpus Christi Hooks in Corpus Christi, Texas, the, the AA affiliate of the Houston Astros. As you know, the Baseball by Design podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network, and this month, uh, all month long, I am featuring uh, my fellow content creators from the Curved Brim Media Network. Later on in this episode, I'll be speaking with James Christopher of the Let's Get Two show. He is a big fan of the Houston Astros and, of course, their minor league affiliates, and so therefore the Corpus Christi Hooks, but in particular, he's a fan of the Blue Ghosts alternate identity, so we will speak to James about that. I will also, of course, be speaking with Dan Simon, who created the Corpus Christi Hooks logo, and I'm very pleased to be joined first by Reed Ryan, who is the CEO of Ryan Sanders Baseball and the former president of the Houston Astros. So, Reed, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, Paul, thanks for having me on the show today, man. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. This is you know, one of my favorite things about this story of the Corpus Christi Hooks that I have told a number of times is... You know, I've, I've spoken with Dan Simon many times on this podcast, but when I wrote this article for sportslogos.net back in 2016, he sent me an image that you had faxed to him of a couple of little hooks, the quintessential like paper napkin, you know, like a doodle on a napkin. Like, this is what I'm thinking about, about this logo. Do you remember doing that drawing? Oh, yeah, of course. I knew exactly what I wanted uh, when we went into the design of the hooks. Um, but obviously didn't have the artistic skill and knew Dan and, and sent it to him. And he delivered a home run and uh, really what's become an iconic uh, logo uh, across the country. You see every little league, you know, community that has a team, somebody has a hooks team in their town. And so it's been really cool to see that. Sure. Well, and so we'll back up a little bit. I, you know, I wanted to just sort of get that in right away, just because that's one of my, my favorite little details. And I'll post this when I, you know, when I, when this episode drops, I'll make sure that I uh, get that image out there in the world with your permission, of course. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> judging on my lack of artistic ability. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, it was the, as you say, it was the start of a, of a terrific brand here. So, but just to back up a little bit, you, you know, you all, your group, you were essential in the, in the founding of the Hooks. So can you just sort of talk about when you went into creating this brand, what it was you were trying to a accomplish for the community of, of Corpus Christi? Yeah, so uh, the Corpus Christi Hooks were the second team that I founded and created a logo for. And the first team, the Round Rock Express, uh, was named after my dad. We had to name the team contest. And so there was a lot of, you know, trying to tie that logo to him and his image. And, and it wasn't what I'd consider like kid friendly and, and fun. And I had watched the Lansing Lugnuts and some of the other teams that were sort of out at that time, this is early 2000s. And I knew I really wanted to do something that kids and families could kind of sink their teeth into and that we would have a shot to, you know, be a bigger part of that minor league baseball, little league, you know, kind of uniform branding program. And I had done a lot of fishing um, on the coast. We were coming up with an identity for Corpus Christi. Obviously, the town has a lot of words in a two-name town, and so we wanted something short to put on the jersey, and I like the connotation of fishing, but yet a curveball with hooks. It kind of had a double meaning, 
And I said, hey, I want to take this hook. It's called a kale hook. That's your traditional kind of straight hook. It's one that's specifically used for fishing on the coast. And I want to create that into like this little angry badass, you know, hook who's like, you know, you know, full of, uh, full of fight in him. And that's what I want to represent this club and, you know, send it off to Dan and, and he delivered. And, you know, it's been uh, very iconic ever since. You mentioned, obviously, I was going to ask you about this. You mentioned uh, your father, Nolan Ryan, and the Round Rock Express being named for his fastball. There, legend has it that one of the entendres, double, triple entendres for this Corpus Christi Hooks name is that it was named for your dad's curveball as well. Is there any truth to that? You know, there isn't. We just like the fact that it was it had double meaning from both the coastal theme and the baseball theme, but I wish I would have thought of that sooner. Cause that would have given it more legs. So, uh, where were you back in 05, my man? Well, I have to say it wasn't actually an original thought for me. I think, uh, I think that that came originally from your designer, Dan Simon. So it may have been that Dan actually was thinking that while he was creating the logo without, uh, without you guys knowing that. <laughs> That's great. Well, and I, it's funny because I've been telling people for a long time, there are two pit, there are two teams named for Nolan Ryan pitches. So I guess I have to stop saying that now that I'm, I'm hearing yeah. from you that that's not the case. Well, you know what? It was, it was for a curveball. Why can't it be for his curveball? So his curveball. That's true. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, good. So I can keep telling people that then? Yes, please do. <laughs> so Corpus Christi had a pretty significant baseball history prior to, to, the, uh, to the hooks being there. When this team came in with its sort of not overly cartoony, right? Like it's not too cartoony, but definitely the character of Rusty Hook is probably a little more cartoonish than some of the previous teams they had had. What was the what was the reaction like in the in the community to the new team name? You know, at first, I don't think people really liked it, you know, uh, because they didn't have the vision of what I had, you know, and and that's one of the issues when you name a team. Um, with the express we had a wide open contest where we had sort of four names that we could live with and then we let the fans pick and that was good but it really kind of shoehorns you into certain identities and you actually lose sort of the creative process so with the the hooks we had a, a name the team contest where we took suggestions and it was great and there were a lot of you know, South Texas ranching themes, there were a lot of military themes, there were a lot of coastal themes. And then at the end of the day, I just said, look, none of these are better than this vision that I have in my head of creating the uniforms that say hooks and the double, you know, which I actually like, Dan crushed it with the CC, which is actually two of those kale hooks that come together to form sort of, you know, the road hat. Um, and I just had this vision because having done Round Rock, when you have two letters that are the same, sometimes it can be really limiting in your style and how you, you, you go about, you know, interlocking those if they don't, if they don't flow real well. And so I just love sort of the, the CC, the double meaning with the hooks on the hat. And then obviously the one for the kids, the, the rusty, the hook, kind of the fighting little hook. And, uh, and we knew people would, it would grow uh, because Corpus Christi is a mouthful and uh, the hooks is not. And it's really, uh, it's grown on people and they love it. And there's a tremendous amount of pride for this organization in that community. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was sort of everywhere when I was there in, in I was there in November of 2016. And so, you know, I, I definitely saw a lot of it. And uh, you mentioned the, the logo for kids, you know, I'm in my late 40s, and I'm wearing the uh, rusty hook cap right now. So it's, you know, maybe maybe for for kids and and, and man children as well. So so it's for all it's for all people. But you know, <laughs> we wanted something right away that, that connected and uh, coming in with a new team. Um, you know, at the time, we just felt like there weren't a lot of these type logos out there. Now there's quite a few. And so we were pretty early on the scene and, uh, and, you know, folks ate it up. Sure. Is there, you know, with the two teams that you're involved with, one of them, obviously the Round Rock Express is a triple A team. And then the hooks are a double A team. Is there a different sensibility in approaching the branding between those two levels? I mean, the, the Express have a much more serious brand than, than the hooks, you know, rusty hook character. Yeah. When we started out, um, you know, the, the, the Express were a double A club. Mm. Um, but we really wanted to, to raise the level of expectation in the market. You know, Austin is a big market. Uh, we were going up against sort of, you know, the University of Texas being, you know, really a brand that was, you know, held up there with, with you know, let's call it Michigan and Alabama and some of the other great programs. So we wanted something that was very professional and that sort of represented the character and seriousness of my dad's career. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went to Corpus Christi, uh, you know, Round Rock moved to AAA, the hooks were AA, and we just wanted something that we felt like uh, was more family friendly and could have some legs to do some other things and create its own identity. And Dan Simon, who designed the logo, uh, really, really delivered that. Um, you know, today we don't own the hooks anymore, sold that to the Houston Astros a couple years back when I joined them as the president. And, uh, you know, I've been happy to see that they've continued to, to keep the logo and the name because I think fans enjoy it so much in the coastal bend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always one of the question marks when, when the, the parent club purchases the minor league team is, are they going to do something to bring it more in line with that brand? And, you know, I think you saw a little bit of that with the space Cowboys, uh, just this past off season. So bringing this back to the, to the hooks, what were the final pieces of the puzzle? What were the sort of final things that you implemented before you, you put this brand in, in front of the public as you were debuting the team? Well, you know, what was fun with it was that we were able to create characters um, with, you know, mascots. So we have Rusty the Hook uh, that we, we had to tweak a little bit before we got to sort of the final mascot. Uh, and then we, we felt like we needed one more. So we created a seagull mascot as well that really kind of fell in line with, with the theme. And, and if you've ever been fishing, you know, seagulls are all around you on the Gulf Coast. Um, but it was just fun. The color schemes matched. Uh, and we went back and forth. And, you know, when you're in Corpus Christi, you're, you're in deep South Texas. It doesn't rain very much. When you're out fishing on the water, it's always sort of the darker blue of the ocean versus the lighter blue of uh, the sky. Um, Growing up, I was a Houston Oilers fan, and I really liked that sort of light blue color mixed in with the dark blue and accented with a tad bit of red. You see the red in in Rusty's hat or hat that he's wearing up there on your hat. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, we were able to really tie in those colors. We also wanted something, you know, when you come into a league that doesn't look like all the other teams in the league, 
and there wasn't anybody really wearing that that color palette. Um, you know, Tulsa has tweaked theirs a little bit over the years. They were the Rangers club back then, and and they were sort of mimicking some of their colors they had from the kind of late 80s, early 90s. Um, so we felt real good about the way it came out, and uh, I just love the logo game and, and all of these great, you know, team names in minor league baseball. And I've been lucky to get to work on a couple different identities over my career, both at the major league and minor league level. But none of them have been as rewarding or as long-lasting as what we were able to do with the Corpus Christi Hooks. All right, final question for you here. You're driving down the street. You're hungry. It's time for dinner. On the right is In-N-Out Burger. On the left is a Whataburger. Which way do you turn? Oh, Whataburger every single time. So, <laughs> you know, In-N-Out's come to Texas, and I can honestly say that I may have been to an In-N-Out in Texas maybe once or twice. It's no knock on In-N-Out because when I'm in California, I tend to go quite a bit. It's just I'm such a Whataburger fan in the way that you can craft your burgers or if you want uh, tacos, you know, fajita tacos, they have those. They've got great chicken sandwiches. They're always mixing the menu up. So uh, I can't say enough good things about Whataburger. Well, I have to say, you know, when I was when I was there, for sure, that was definitely the case is, you know, we we hit Whataburger field. Well, we hit Whataburger a number of times over the course of a week. And yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good fast food burger for sure. Reed Ryan, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Is there uh, do you have social media where, where people can follow your exploits online? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Um, for whatever reason, I have the longest handle in the world. It's at Robert Reed Ryan, and that's R-E-I-D, at Robert Reed Ryan on Twitter. And uh, look me up, and I'm always uh, talking about something in baseball. So, uh, you know, join join the party. Fantastic. Well, and we'll, we'll hopefully touch base again when, we, when I do an episode on The Express. And uh, in the meantime, I appreciate you taking some time out of your morning and and uh, good luck with the rest of the season hey thanks so much paul see you all right thank you Reed. all right everyone welcome back once again so so happy to be welcoming the creator of the logo for this podcast dan simon who has created of course i think probably the baseball by design podcast logo is your most well-known your most famous work but you've also done you know some logos for i'm gonna start that over this time <laughs> all right everyone welcome back no, you, you gotta leave that in gotta gotta leave, leave, that in. <laughs> leave it in all right well <laughs> dan uh, dan how are you doing this is this is my most awkward introduction that we've had yet but how are you how are you doing dan I, awkward introductions are my favorite so i'm doing great <laughs> given that <laughs> we we are here today to talk about one of your earlier creations, the Corpus Christi hooks. Uh, and this is I really like this story because it's it it's one of the the rare stories that I know from your past that starts with the not the proverbial but the literal sketch on a napkin. The Corpus Christi hooks logo was was famously, and I just spoke with Reed Ryan, who's the son of Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan. I just spoke with Reed about uh, the the sketch that he created and sent to you of Rusty Hook, the character, to create the Corpus Christi Hooks logo. Can you tell me just sort of about the 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 story of how that happened? How the how Reed Ryan's napkin sketch turned into Rusty Hook and the Corpus Christi's uh, Hooks brand? Um, well, yeah, that that identity was developed 
um, in a different day and age. That was done in 2004, that's 18 years ago. Um, and I remember that day specifically, I, I hooked my buckboard up to my horse and um, rode it into my office. <laughs> and uh, that's now speaking of awkward, that's just my awkward way of trying to get across <laughs> how, how long ago this was. Brand developing baseball brand identities were was different than than back then than it is now. Um, first of all, brand identity systems were not as extensive as they are now with multiple secondary logos, um, you know, fully fleshed out brand. Um, uh, style guides. Uh, back then, it was, it, to a large degree, you would have one cap logo, you would have a home and a road uniform, and a primary logo. And that was pretty much it. Um, today, it, 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 today, it's very different. Um, so, and, and also the, the amount of research that goes into a brand identity development project today wasn't really the type of thing we did back then. Um, maybe it's because you, because the brand identity systems that were developed as part of these, these projects were not as extensive. And so when it came to this project, um, I got a call from Reed Ryan and he had, he was describing what they wanted in the logo. And it was an anthropomorphized hook. Um, I believe I've used the word anthropomorphized before on this podcast for those who may not have heard that episode or those episodes in which I've mentioned that. It's giving human characteristics to inanimate or inanimate objects or, or animals. And in this case, I don't know that an object gets any more inanimate than a fish hook. Dan, can I interject real quick that my my running buddy Chris actually has brought up the word anthropomorphized. He says that that's a that's a word that he has become familiar with because of this podcast. So it's, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad you defined it because it's definitely an important word in in the context of this podcast and to mankind as a whole. So, <laughs> uh, so Reed actually. It really, the, the first conversation was that simple. Look, we, we want to anthropomorphize. I don't think he used that word. Uh, he might have just said, we want to turn a, a, a hook into a character. Now, for, for those people who were wondering, okay, why a hook? Let's back up a little bit. Um, as you mentioned, Reed Ryan is Nolan Ryan's son, one of the greatest pitchers in the history of baseball, who was known for his blazing fastball. Uh, at, but he also had a wicked curveball to go with that, which made his fastball that much more dangerous because you never know when he was going to drop in the hook, which is baseball slang for a curveball. So, but also Corpus Christi is located in uh, South Texas uh, on, on the water, the Gulf of Mexico. So um, fishing is a very popular recreational sport there. So you had the tie-in to the, lo the location and you had the owner of the team and thus the name Hooks. So that's where the name comes from. And there's already a team named for his fastball, the Round Rock Express. 
Right. He was known as, or his fastball was known as the Ryan Express. So right. that's that, that name. That, and now they were going to, they were adding the hooks to the, uh, the family ownership group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so Reed said, when he said, we're looking to create a hook character, he says, I've even got a sketch of it. Now, I don't know who sketched it, whether it was Nolan himself. Oh. Or whether it was Reed, do, do tell. Are you asking me, do tell? Well, yeah. Have, if you've spoken with Reed, did, did he have he, to mention oh. that? So Reed says that that was his sketch. Yeah, I asked him whose sketch that was, and he said that was his sketch. Okay, now I actually have it up here on my screen. I've <sighs> got that, and, and I'm looking at it, and it is as, <laughs> as simple of a sketch, but it got the point across. It's a fish hook with a baseball cap on. It is actually... I don't know if if you. I remember sending this to you back when you did your story behind the nickname um, post on SportsLogos.net about it. And I don't remember if I just sent you. There, there's two hooks on it. Yep. One has the baseball cap forward. One has the baseball cap backwards. One's but otherwise, got the, it's, yeah, he's got the baseball cap backwards, and he's smiling. He's kind of the Ken Griffey Jr. character. And then, well, they kind of both have the baseball cap backward. It's just sort of facing two different directions. I'll, right, one's I'll, facing left, I'll, one's facing right. I'll post this on Twitter when uh, and on Instagram when we when this episode comes out because it's it's a a a sort of a happy hook and an angry hook, and so it's kind of like what you did <laughs> with the with the sock puppets with cool guy and stirrup guy, right? Like it's too well. Anyway, this the 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 napkin sketch is so we'll we'll again it's the the one frustration of this being an audio medium and talking about logos, right? But uh, yeah, the the Reed Ryan hook sketch, I'll definitely get there out out there in the world. I do want to give credit where credit's due. First of all, obviously credit to Reed for his wonderful sketch here. It was the sketch that begat the the identity. I also want to give credit to Kevin Bright. Kevin is still is, but at the time at the time he had been well prior to the development of this identity, he had been the designer under me when I worked for the Los Angeles Dodgers. I I don't know if we've ever mentioned this in one of our previous um, uh, episodes of Baseball by Design, but I was the first in-house creative person for a professional sports team um, from 1996 to 2001. I was worked in that capacity for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and um, I guess Kevin would have been the second um, <laughs> in-house creative person for a professional sports team. We started at the same time, but he was not a designer when he first started. He then started working under me and became a designer. It's kind of a complicated thing, story (laughs) for another day. But anyway, when Reed sent me that sketch, I contacted Kevin and I said, this is what we're looking to do with this. We're looking to turn this into a character. Um, Let me see what you can do with it. And he sent me some more worked out sketches. The sketch is literally the stick figure of fish hook sketches that Reed provided. So we needed something more fleshed out. Uh, That's what Kevin gave me. And then given those, um, I then reworked that into the artwork that was and still is to this day, the, the main logo for the Corpus Christi hooks. Well, and one of the things that you and Kevin did 
And we have never talked about your Dodgers days, by the way. We, we reference it obliquely in the sports logos uh, article that you worked for the Dodgers, but we've never actually talked about it. But one of the things that you did was uh, the, the Reed Ryan sketch looks like a couple of J's and you and Kevin turn them around so that the hook forms the letter C so that when there's two of them together, of course, CC stands for Corpus Christi. There's one version of the logo that is just the character, the anthropomorphized character, Rusty Hook, and he's holding a bat. And then there's another version of the logo that doesn't have the character in it, but has two hooks in it that form the letter C. So that was a little bit of a happy accident in terms of how those letter forms could come together to form the CC for Corpus Christi. Well, let's not call it an accident. That was <laughs> um, that was intentional. Where now, if you think about a fish hook, a fish hook does make well if you turn it the correct way, it does make the letter J. But I did recognize that if you turn it around, you curve it a little more, it could make the letter C. Now, now when I mentioned earlier that design developing sports brand identities back then almost two decades ago was a lot different than it is today reed was just expecting one cap logo mm -hmm. um, i recognized that we can make this um this hook into a c and if you put two of them together it would make cc for corpus christi and i showed that to him not at, not instead of the anthropomorphized fish hook character but rather in addition to and I said, you know, we can, this doesn't have to be the pre principal cap logo. This can be an alternate cap logo. It could also work on a jersey, which we ended up putting it on the road jersey as well. So um, now, now also, in addition to the fish hook making the letter C in the primary logo, which, which does not incorporate the character, the fish hook, the eyes of the fish hook, of two fish hooks, I should say, make the O's in the word hooks. And that is what's also used on, not just in the primary logo, but on the home jersey as the home jersey lettering. Yeah, there's all sorts of, of type as image that, they, that the hooks uh, allowed for here, for sure. And then there's another jersey that has the, the, the two hooks actually as part of the script of Corpus and Christie. So and those those hooks obviously are are everywhere. Can you talk about the the navy blue and the light blue, uh, sort of where those where those colors came from for the brand? The the two blues together, as is often done in any logo, whether it's a sports logo or or any other kind of logo that features water, using a couple of blues works well for water. Water is not one shade of blue. Now you could have just one shade of blue to represent water, but you know because of the way the light hits the water, you get dark blues, medium blues, light blues. So the two blues were, were used um, for water, frankly. Uh, the red works well with blue, but also in the primary logo, you have a reference to the Texas flag. It's not actually the Texas flag in there, but when you look at it, you get that it's there's a reference to it. So we needed the red for that. And then the identity also has gray or silver uh, fish hook color. So there are your colors. So I want to circle back to Reed Ryan. Reed played his minor league baseball in 1994. He was with the Hudson Valley Renegades. And then in 1995, he was with the Visalia Oaks. 
And also in 1995, he was with the Charleston River Dogs. I know that you've done work for all three of those teams. Is it possible that Reed was wearing any of the, the logos that you created for those teams? Well, in the same way that the Hooks identity goes back 18 years, um, I have been doing developing sports brand identities for a while now. And yes, coincidentally, uh, the second minor league baseball brand identity I ever did, the first was the Fort Myers Miracle. The second one was the Hudson Valley Renegades, which was that identity was introduced in their inaugural season, 1994. So Reed would have played for them in their very first season. So Reed Ryan is in a baseball card I've got in a binder here at my office is wearing a Hudson Valley Renegades uniform I developed in his first year of professional ball. The other two teams you mentioned, the Visalia Oaks, who later became the Visalia Rawhide. I did work for both of those teams, as well as Charleston River Dogs. Um, those, the work I did for those two teams came later post Reed Ryan's professional baseball career. His minor league career started in in a in a logo that you created, and then circled all the way back, and he came to you to create this Corpus Christi Hooks logo. So it's it's come full circle for sure. This is another just really fun story, Dan. I really have a great time sort of exploring all the the nooks and crannies of these stories, and I appreciate your time. As always, people can find you at studiosimon.net and on Instagram at studio underscore Simon. And to my knowledge, you're still not on Twitter yet, but we're gonna we're gonna blow up Twitter when we get you there. We could, maybe we should just start a Dan Simon fan account on Twitter. Then you would have no choice but to come <laughs> and, and, and try to claim it from us. So, <laughs> Dan, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I had more fun than you did um, <laughs> because it's so that's stupid. Hopefully, you can. Let's... No, now I'm gonna leave that in. How do you like no, that? No. <laughs> Okay, leave it in. Paul, always a pleasure. Let's do this again soon. All right. Thank you, Dan. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Curved Brim Media Month continues. This is so much fun for me. I'm getting the chance this month, all month long in August, I am speaking with my fellow members, my fellow content creators, from the Curve Brim Media Network and highlighting the work that they do, but also talking to them about minor league baseball teams that uh, are, are particular to them that they have a connection to as well. So obviously today we're talking about the Corpus Christi Hooks. I am speaking with my friend, James Christopher from, I know James best from the Let's Get To YouTube show and podcast, but James has a whole host of, of uh, media out there that, that he is the host and producer of. James, welcome, how are you doing? I'm very thrilled to be here. I'm doing great. I can't believe after all of this time and 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 as I have gotten to be a, a regular guest on the Let's Get To show that it's taken until now to actually have you on uh, the Baseball by Design podcast. So thanks for coming on. I, I'm thrilled. I'm hard to pin down, I think. So, <laughs> there you go. I wish everyone could see the scene that I'm seeing right now. You are wearing your Corpus Christi honey butter chicken biscuits uniform. Your, your jersey and then you have the the blue ghosts cap on how so, sweet would it be if i had baseball pants on too like if i was <laughs> like wearing the uniform do i dare ask you to stand up i'm not sure <laughs> i've got uniform on. it's 107 man we're, we're not fooling with anything we don't have to fool with 
too funny. Well, so can you can you tell? We're going to talk about let's get to here in a little bit, but could you just tell me what it, what your connection to the uh, Corpus Christi hooks is? Well, it, you know, really, it's funny. It starts with our connection to the area. Um, so Corpus Christi, and then tangential to that is Port Aransas, Texas. Is kind of Jessica and I and our whole family is one of our happy places. Uh, we go to Port Aransas every Thanksgiving. My kid who lives in Oregon brings the grandkids down once a year and we always end up there. And so um, it goes back to my film career. We are shooting a movie down there called Funny Books, which uh, is basically high fidelity, but in a comic shop. And it had been a long shoot, a grueling shoot. And we realized that about two months earlier, a baseball team called the Corpus Christi Hooks opened their doors. And so we just decided it was, we had already wrapped the movie. We're taking everybody out to the ball game. So we went down, we went to the ball, the ballpark. We sat in the burn. We had about 15, 20 cast and crew. And it was one of the best times I've had at a ballpark, period. So I think the marriage of the area, that memory has kept us going back. And then when we started Let's Get Two, it was just a natural fit to always have them be kind of one of the, the teams that we follow from year to year. Sure. Well, and so we've been talking about this brand, this Corpus Christi Hooks brand that originated with a Reed Ryan sketch on a napkin uh, that he then faxed to Dan Simon, which then turned into a, a logo. We've just told that story here on the podcast. When you first discovered this team and this sort of fishing-based identity that they have, what, what, what was your first impression of sort of the overall brand of the team? Well, first of all, if those of you who follow my show know, I didn't really know minor league baseball at the time, right? Like I had been in the army, I'd seen Bull Durham, Bull Durham, went to the Astrodome for a couple of years, went into the Army and came back. And so I just didn't really know what this was. And I immediately thought that it looked pretty awesome. And I loved, you know, I think at that time it was just a sort of anthropomorphic fish hook and then the, the, the sort of hooks word art that they had. But I thought it looked really, really classy and classic and um, bought a bunch of gear as one does. And I think but from that point on, I was really, really hooked just even on their main design. So to speak? So to speak. <laughs> I could tell you didn't do it on purpose. Actually. I did not do it on purpose. <laughs> um, but what I think what keeps me coming back is I feel like, like I think their faux back look, which if you, you nobody's watching, but if you could, you could see the, the hat on the very top there. I think it's the best look in baseball full stop. And I think whenever they get to do an alternative brand, I, I don't think, I think, they don't, they never miss. And you know, Paul, like sometimes teams miss when they sure. do something a little different and mm -hmm. I don't feel like they've missed yet. So I think yeah. it's, it shows you how flexible it is. Yeah. Well, so we're going to talk about the blue ghosts here, but I do want to ask you because you did show up wearing uh, the, the, the full, very colorful Corpus Christi honey butter chicken biscuits uh, Jersey here. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that the team plays at Whataburger field you know, my connection to the team, the only in-person connection I have to the team is November of 2016. I was in Corpus Christi for a conference for a week and we were about a mile and a half from the stadium. And so I orchestrated my running route every day so that I went past the stadium just to be Hi. connected to the team a little bit. So, so I associate them with Whataburger. We ate plenty of Whataburger burgers when we were, <laughs> when we were there, but can you tell me about the, the honey butter chicken biscuits brand that you're wearing? I love that you asked that because it was it was kind of a, a bit of consternation and debate amongst the Let's Get Two team because um, I am a quick orderer. When I see it, sometimes I will have the order placed before I even re retweet the order. And I did that here. And Andy Tom Cheston, who's a producer on my show and co-host of Go Go Astros, 
wrung his hands for about 12 hours and then they were sold out and they were sold out and sold out and sold out. Um, but basically those of you who've been to Whataburger, it kind of looks like the Whataburger flag that they put on your table. Um, the number on the back is 50 representing the 50th birthday of Whataburger. And it has kind of become the breakfast item at the restaurant. What, but here's the funny part. I'm not a fan of the actual food. The other butter chicken. Oh. I'm not a big honey guy and I'm still debating whether chicken's really a breakfast meat. So I'm oh. just having a hard time. That's a really good question. That's a really good point, actually. I think there's a Twitter poll in here somewhere. It's this, there's got to be. Or this is one of your rapid fire questions at the end of your show. <laughs> is chicken a breakfast meat? Yeah. <laughs> I know that chicken and waffles is a big thing, but when I go to Whataburger, I get the sausage breakfast on a bun. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> so I know that that your your background from the Army, your experience in the armed services is is an important part of, of your story, and you talk about it fairly often on, on Let's Get To. Are you saying uh, too much? Do I talk too much? About I, no, it? I would never say that at all. I don't say I, but I do know it's an important part of your story, yeah. and it's and it's one of the reasons I believe that you you have this connection to the the Blue Ghosts uh, alternate identity that the team has, which is created by Brandiose rather than Dan Simon, uh, who created their their primary logo. But can you talk to me about the the Blue Ghosts identity that the team has? The Blue Ghost kind of hits me where I live on a couple of levels. Yeah, there's definitely the veteran thing, and I'm I'm. Um, as a history major, I was also a history major at University of Texas with a focus on World War II. And so knowing what the Pacific was like and knowing the sacrifice and the concept of taking this name, which was a nickname the Japanese gave the ship because they sank it once. And then it's a totally new ship, but they didn't realize that. So it was all of a sudden a ghost ship that was back. Um, it, that whole combination of things really hits me where I live. And what I really love, though, is just how involved they get with the weekend so again it's always to recognize memorial day they generally speaking start with one of the coolest events you'll ever see which is batting practice on the deck of the actual lexington that's amazing they, it, it, oh it's great and they begin by letting servicemen at the naval air station there come and take a few hacks now it's always impressive to see you know these guys take a few and then you see the actual astros double a guys and they're just launching it 500 feet into the wind but <laughs> um and then when you get to the ballpark it looks like you're going in the 1940. All the logos are like that. Some of the graphics are sort of turned black and white with that kind of burned film filter on it. There's my film side coming out. And then you, <laughs> all, and then you also get like 1940s music playing. I mean, it's the whole environment just feels transformed and very respectful of the sacrifice that the greatest generation made. Is the Blue Ghost ship itself the one that you see right off the coast? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's the USS Lexington, and what you see out what you see um, out on the water is CV sixteen, which is Carrier Vehicle sixteen, and then I believe the first one was like CV four or five, um, but they sank at the Battle of Coral Sea. They get a new one built for the end of the war, so a couple of years later, and then the Japanese see the USS Lexington is back, and that is where the nickname the Blue Ghost came from. Nice. Well, I remember that very distinctly, right? Because I would I would run along the edge of the water uh, yeah. on my way to Whataburger Field, and I would just I was just sort of mesmerized by the ship out there on the water. Like it's really, if you've been to Corpus Christi, it's a really a, sort of amazing thing to see. You really need to get to a game, uh, especially now because they're building. So they're building a new harbor bridge, which means the old one's going to come down. But right now, when you look through right field, it's one of the best looks in baseball because you've got the right field wall the Lexington, and then the bridge going over it. So it adds a really interesting backdrop. 
that's super cool. I really, I really very much want to get to a game down there. And so I wonder if I would have someone to hang out with if I did. I bet you would. <laughs> so, so it is Curved Rim Media Month here, and I'm having so much fun with this, right? I'm having so much fun getting to, to connect with everyone in the, in the network here. I have been a fan of, of the Let's Get To show for far longer than you've been involved with the Curved Rim Media Network. So obviously, I mean, that's how we were connected uh, early on was through, through your show. That's how I ended up started following you on, on Twitter. One of, the, one of the things I like most about it is the positive spin that, that you take on minor league baseball. It's really a, a celebration of the game and the communities where minor league baseball happens. And I think that's such an important part of, of what you do and, and something that I think is missing in, in much of Twitter. Like people always say, oh, like Twitter is this awful hellscape. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Like, <laughs> I kind of like the people <laughs> I've met there and the positivity of my friends yeah. and that sort of thing. So uh, can you tell me sort of what the inspiration was to start the show and and how it, I know that it has grown substantially in recent years? There's uh yeah, there was a lot of um, a lot of stuff going into it. And, um, you know, the positive vibe comes from, you know, being sort of, I mean, again, having served and seeing what life, and just see how nasty we've gotten, right? Like, and, and we pivoted hard to being even more positiver, that's not a word. Even more uh, positiver, I like it. It is now, yeah. if you said it, it, it's a word. It's a word. Um, you know, when the pandemic was coming, we really pivoted even harder to that, because if you look out um, and you see what the world is like, it's not a fun place, um, necessarily. As far as starting the show, um, you know, I, I had a film career before that, and now I still run a pretty prominent film festival, but had sort of done all I could do in independent film, had connected with minor league baseball through my wife and through Scott McIntyre, who does the show with me, and really kind of fell in love with all of that. But then I wasn't making films anymore, so I needed a creative outlet. So it was as simple as, as those two things coming together. Um, for as much as I'm, I'm don't miss making movies. There are times you just want to get out there and do something creative, get your fingers in the dirt a little bit, literally, I guess. Um, and so it really was just a perfect match of doing that. And one of the things I regret about the show is I have an intense video background and yet for the first year and a half, it was just a podcast. And I kept, and, I, and I'm like, why did I do, I don't know why I did it that way, but I did. Um, but it, I think that was a big part of it. It was also just like, I legitimately love the country we live in for all of its problems and all of its issues. I still think, you know, it's striving to be this great thing and I wanted to see more of it. And what better way to see it than, than traveling to minor league baseball parks. Well, and the show is about more than just baseball because this year in particular, you have started highlighting the communities and you're, you're speaking with, with folks at, at, you know, relevant sites around the, the teams or, or speaking with folks from the convention and visitors bureaus at these, you know, in the communities that you visit. So what went into the decision to highlight not just the baseball teams and the baseball players and the logos and the uniforms, but the communities at large? Well, there's a, it's a multifaceted decision. Um, there's a sort of businessy decision that we are, you know, I just knocked on wood, everybody in radio, <laughs> um, which was my head. But, you know, we are attempting to get the thing sold to, you know, Discovery Plus has talked to us about it. So we wanted it to be well-rounded. We knew that there had to be an access point for normals, not just people like you and I and like Ed and, and Anna and those guys like who are, you know, we could watch three hour long stuff about minor league baseball and be perfectly happy. And then my wife's business works with 
small community fairs and, and, and festivals. And I just kind of fell in love with, they're very minor league baseball, man. Like they, they are working hard to bring something to the community on the margin. And I just thought if this is going to be a travel show, we had to include that element of it. Well, it's really been so much fun to follow and to watch it grow. And I have to say that I am very honored to be a part of it. I get to appear for uh, 10 minutes every every month, although sometimes that's grown a little bit longer with some of our- Always uh, grown longer. I don't know that we've ever done it. Yeah, we've never limited it to just 10 minutes, exactly. So so it's been an honor and a privilege to be included on the show because I, it's it's a project that I really admire and and- Obviously, getting to to be part of the same curved brim media network with you now to 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 be linked together like that is uh, something that I'm really proud of as well. So, James, thanks for all of the positivity and the fun and the the coverage of minor league baseball that you bring to to this community. And thanks for for being who you are, man. Well, I I really appreciate it. I'm really just proud to be part of curved brim media, but pr- I mean proud to know you. Like I could just tell from the beginning, you were just a good kind of guy. So I appreciate that. Well, you're the best. And we'll talk to you again on the podcast, you know, maybe on like a Space Cowboys episode or something here. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll highlight your Astros fandom a little bit more down the road here too. <laughs> we do the Space Cowboys thing. I, I'll assume an alternative identity of Maurice. <laughs> Very nice. James Christopher is on Twitter at Let's Get To The Show. That is Let's Get, then the number two, the show so let's get to the show james thank you so much this has been such a huge pleasure uh always great to talk to you whether we're recording it or not you got it brother i'll talk to you soon okay yep bye bye